Welcome back to the Anxious Tradeswoman podcast. This is episode 10. Can you believe it? I am your host, Louise, as a party, and I will be sharing all the things that I've learned through the years, through the tears, so you don't have to. So, episode 10, we're talking imposter syndrome. So, what is imposter syndrome? Pretty much, imposter syndrome is the feeling like you don't belong, that you're a fake and everyone is going to find out. And it is one of those things that can lead to burnout because you're always trying to prove yourself. And imposter syndrome typically affects women moving into leadership positions the most. Men and women in other areas do get it as well. Like I pretty much had imposter syndrome uh, from about the third year of my apprenticeship. Um, if you go back to the first episode, I share the story when I was at TAFE and the boys were not impressed that I had gotten another award and they were like, did she just get the award because she's a girl? Like, does she even deserve it? Are we, do we even have a chance? Are you guys just showing off the girls? And that really kind of set off my journey of imposter syndrome of feeling like I don't belong, like I'm not good enough that I'm just pretending that people will find out that I don't belong here. And really so much of it is in our head. The reason why I say so much of it is in our head and not all of it is because some people who are not very pleasant people do genuinely believe that women don't belong in the workplace And I did read this really fascinating article about how, you know, sometimes it is imposter syndrome and sometimes it's the workplace just was not made for women. It was not made to have a healthy work-life balance. And if you are trying to do that, then you can feel out of place because, you know, like the, it's not made to have a healthy work-life balance. And, um, I did a post a few weeks, a few months ago, I think now. Um, But it was, you know, the system is really made to favour straight white men who are rich that have a wife at home. And the less of these categories you have, the more disadvantaged you tend to be in the workplace. If you're not white, if you're not married... Or if you're married and then divorced, like, you know, if you don't have a wife at home, if you're not rich, then, you know, then things tend to get harder and harder, the less of these qualities that you have. Um, And then that can tend to lead to that feeling of imposter syndrome as well, because that's what you're striving for. And some of those things physically can't be achieved. And some of the expectations are ridiculous. So sometimes the workplace... And the social standards are just not made for women or anyone who wants a healthy work-life balance or single people or people of colour. Like, yeah, I can't talk on behalf of people of colour, but I know that they are more greatly impacted in this kind of equation because, like, a lot of, like, me, you know, I'm not rich, I am white, I'm not a man – And I currently have a fiancé, but I am the female in that relationship. Love him to bits, but there is still the bit that, you know, I need to do more housework, which is instilled in me socially and instilled in him socially, and we're both consciously trying to work through that. 
But let's loop back to the imposter syndrome. So feeling like you don't belong. And sometimes, especially as women in trade or as a minority, you look around and you feel like you can physically see evidence that you don't belong because there's nobody like you around you. And it can be hard being the first, the first female in a workplace, the first person of colour, the first female woman of colour, like, you know, the first, you know, um, non-binary person, you know, you look around and there's no one that looks like you, no one that talks like you. And it can be really isolating. That's why, you know, one of the things to, you know, there's the internal side of imposter syndrome and it's just really watching the way that you talk to yourself. And one of the things that I do like to do, so we have that part of imposter syndrome where we believe we don't belong, we don't have the skills. And one of the things that we can do to prove to our mind that we do have the skills is to write down a list of all the things that we have done, all the things that we have achieved, all the things that we have you know, studied, qualified, you know, all the amazing stuff we've done. So for me, sometimes, you know, imposter syndrome still likes to rear up its head when I go for a new challenge, aka recording this podcast, even though we're on episode 10. Um, (laughs) But all the reasons why you are in the right place, all the reasons why you aren't in imposter. So going back, for me personally, going back to the beginning, I was looking for an apprenticeship. I went and I did the work experience. I applied for that job. I got that job. I worked every, well, I didn't work every day of my first year. I had the first few days off because I got pneumonia. But anyway, I did my first year. I worked all the days. I did all the tasks that I was supposed to do. I, you know, learned how to do services. I listened to my trades people, like the mentors. I attended all my TAFE classes, I did my first rebuild, I started doing my diagnostics, like that was me doing those things, I did them and when my brain kind of goes back to like who are you to do this, it's like no, I, I've i gone through this process, I have done my apprenticeship, I did complete my apprenticeship, I did get some awards through my apprenticeship, whether or not those mean anything is neither here nor there. But I did finish. I have that certificate on my wall. I did do those engine rebuilds. They didn't just fall out of the sky. So going back and looking at all the things that led you to be there and deserve to be there, no one can take them away from you, even your own mind. Sometimes you do have to put in a conscious effort to remember those things and bring them to mind. Like, you know, sometimes depending on where you are in your journey, you know, depends on how long the list is. But you do belong there. All right. So then there's that. So that's the mental side of things. And then there is the looking around and there is nobody that looks like you around. So this is a great space to use the power of social media. We all talk about, you know, the negative sides of social media do get brought up. But one of the best things that has ever happened with social media for me is finding a community of tradeswomen who look like me. That I can go on social media and I can see people that look like me because I have decided to follow them and I've chosen who I follow on purpose to be part of a greater community. 
and I choose to reach out to those people because they look like me, they talk like me, they're not exactly like me. I don't have any doppelgangers who have the same personality and doing the same trade, but I have amazing sisters in the trade. And, you know, you might be the first at your workplace, but someone else is over there being the first at another workplace. And you guys can be the first together. And social media allows us to connect that way. It can be a challenge. There, you know, we can encourage and, you know, stand up for each other in job interviews and, you know, speak on behalf like of saying that, you know, yeah, we can vouch for each other. We can, you know, be a sponsor for each other. We can be a support for each other. And having that community can really take away that kind of unconscious side of looking around and not seeing anyone like you. There's nothing wrong with you if you do have imposter syndrome, by the way. Like I said, like it's a very (laughs) – there can be physical evidence that your brain is looking at that it's making these calculations of. But it's not true. It's not – you do belong in the workplace – And if you're feeling like you don't belong in the workplace, then go write down all the reasons why you belong in the workplace. Look at your trade certificate. Look at your job contract. Look at your apprenticeship contract. You did that. You created that. That didn't fall out of the sky. You didn't steal it off someone. You didn't put on a disguise to get that. One of the things that also made me feel like an imposter at the beginning. So like I said, I started my apprenticeship in 2012. And at the time, there may have been a few women's uh, workwear kind of scattered around, but there was nothing in my circle that I had seen. And when I went to buy my first lot of workwear, I was given the smallest things they had of everything, which was still too big, told to buy a belt and some thicker socks. Um, It's one of my favorite stories too. Very, you know, it's a very graphic And I felt like I was just playing dress-ups in my dad's clothes. It didn't feel great. I didn't feel empowered. I felt like I was playing dress-up when I was wearing this workwear. But leads into this episode's sponsor or supporter, whatever you want to call them, SheWear. So SheWear is safety work boots that have been designed by women to fit and look good on women. So not only do they have a specially designed work boot for women, but they also have a wide range of women's workwear from different range of brands all in one spot. So they have an online shop and they do have a physical location in Queensland. This, you know, having women's workwear is one of the things that helped me in my journey to overcome imposter syndrome because I was wearing clothes that fit that I felt confident in, that I felt one felt safe in because they weren't daggy and I wasn't worried about my extra baggy clothes. So wearing clothes that fit and make you feel good, whatever you decide to wear, shorts, T-shirts, you know, most places in the heavy vehicle world and like on sites and manufacturing places generally have, you know, rules on long pants, long sleeves, high vis, all that kind of thing. So <coughs> excuse me. So that does take away some of your creative freedom with what you wear. But there is options, fitted versus, you know, stretch versus, you know, pockets in different places and different cuts. There are a lot more options out there for women to make you feel like you do belong because you do belong. 
You do belong as a fact. The things that you do to make you feel like you belong are in your control. A lot of them are in your control. So recap, using social media to help see people that look like you. Writing a list of all the reasons why you do belong in the workplace and that you have worked and deserve your spot in the workplace. And get some workwear that fits and makes you feel good. All right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of the Anxious Tradeswoman podcast. It's so great to be doing this and sharing some of the stories and the tips and tricks that I have learned. Have an amazing week, everyone, and I will see you and talk to you next week.